You're listening to Spirited Spirits, a spooky-centric podcast where we enjoy a spirit while we talk about spirits. Thanks so much for joining us. If you listened to one of our previous episodes, then you know I'm Steph. And I'm Drew. As usual, we're in our basement bar recording this third episode. That's right. And for this episode, we decided to cover a topic that terrified me as a child and continues to haunt me to this day. Possessed dolls. Oh, like the doll that we like to hide and scare each other with. (laughs) (laughs) No, Bert Chelsea or whatever we want to call her. She's she's not haunted. At least I don't think so. Dun dun dun. Okay, but seriously, just just to give you a bit of my backstory, um, one of the first scary movies I ever saw as a child was Child's Play. I was three years old. That's a little early. <laughs> so, my dad used to watch me while my mom worked nights, and apparently one night he decided he wanted to watch Child's Play. So, my mom gets home, um, she gets home from work, and... I was still awake, probably because I was terrified to go to sleep. And and I say to her, hey, mommy, don't fuck with Chuck. (laughs) Yeah, so possessed dolls have always freaked me out. And because we recently had an experience with what I think was a haunted doll, I thought this topic would be perfect for our third episode. But before we dive in, let's tell our listeners what we're drinking tonight. Yeah, so we're drinking a cocktail that we are calling the Haunted Doll. It's made with Maker's Mark bourbon, Mm -hmm. maple syrup, pomegranate juice, and bitters. But the spooky twist is that we saged the glass to keep the evil spirits contained within. (laughs) You can find the photo and the recipe for this cocktail on our Instagram page at spirited underscore spirits underscore podcast. That's right. So to begin, did you know, Drew? Yeah, that's me. And listeners. <laughs> did you know the scientific name for the fear of dolls is pedophobia? I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't either, but I I googled it. You googled it. <laughs> According to a Smithsonian magazine article I found called The History of Creepy Dolls, it really wasn't until about the 18th or 19th centuries um that dolls looked real enough to be threatening. Oh, okay. So it was it was when they began looking too human, right? That people started to calling started calling dolls creepy. Right. Okay. And if you'll you may or may not know this, but mm. in the early nineteenth or 1900s, the doll manufacturers began creating dolls whose eyes would open and close. You've probably seen one of those baby dolls, yeah. depending on when you lay them down or hold them up, right? Yeah. Okay. So the article goes on to say that in the 20th century, Hollywood exploited this fear of dolls by creating evil homicidal versions. There was the Twilight Zone's vengeful talkie Tina. Right. Yeah, you may remember that. That is a great episode. There's the poltergeist terrifying clown doll, right? He grabs the boy and starts strangling. Yeah, that's why my mom had to sleep on the trungle bed for like a week. (laughs) Oh my God. And as I mentioned before, Child's Plays Chucky, which is a My Buddy doll possessed by a serial killer, right? Right. So there are several other B movies that I haven't really seen, so I'm not going to mention those here. But more recently, there's the Annabelle doll from the Conjuring franchise which is based on a true story, according to paranormal investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren. R.I.P. Ed and Lorraine. Right. 
Um, so I thought it would be fun to discuss the quote-unquote true story behind the five most infamous possessed or haunted dolls in the world. Let's begin first with Annabelle. That's, I feel like that's the most famous one. Yeah, I mean, certainly in most recent years. So most of you are probably familiar with Annabelle because of The Conjuring and the Annabelle movies, but the movies aren't exactly accurate. Oh, of course. Right. For, so for starters, the doll doesn't even look the same as the real life version. In the movies, it's this creepy porcelain doll with this like evil smile. But in reality, Annabelle is an antique Raggedy Ann doll made of cloth. She has red yarn hair, black button eyes, red triangular nose. She's wearing a floral cotton dress, white apron, and striped tights. So the Conjuring movie shows a snippet of what the doll has been accused of doing and how the Warrens obtained the doll. But there's so much more to the story, so I wanted to share it here. Okay. So according to the book, The Demonologist, The Extraordinary Career of Ed and Lorraine Warren by Gerald Brittle, which, by the way, is a fantastic book, the Warrens were contacted by an Episcopal priest who had heard two nursing students had been in communication with a human spirit. The priest was concerned because one of the nurse's friends had allegedly been attacked by the spirit. Ed contacted the nursing students, whose names were Deidre Bernard and Laura Clifton, and told them he and his wife would come by to investigate. So when the Warrens arrive, they sat down with Deidre, Laura, and Laura's fiance, Cal, and with the tape recorder running, they asked the three friends to detail what had been happening from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Deidre explained her mom had given her a large Raggedy Ann doll for her birthday. The that's that seems, when that seems like a weird gift to give her. It does doll. seem really strange because she was like in her twenties. <laughs> right. But I think it was I don't know, supposed to be whimsical and fun and I don't know, it's the seventies, who who knows? <laughs> um but the activity started off very small. As it tends to. Right. Right? So Deidre would make her bed. She'd leave the doll lying in a certain way. But when she would return home, the doll's legs and arms were positioned differently. Soon the doll was moving about the apartment. Now, they obviously didn't see the doll walking around, right? But they would leave the doll in one spot, and then they would come home, and they would find it in a completely different location. And it would leave notes on parchment paper and it appeared to be in a young child's handwriting. The notes would say, help us, or help Cal. And so what's really interesting here is Ed questions them and says, well, did anyone have a key to your apartment? Would, it, would anyone be pulling a prank on you? See, that seems that seems a, a logical right. question because, I mean, I would have asked the same thing. I mean, Right, because we like totally hide a doll. Right, from we each totally other, hide a doll from each other, so stuck with each other. Exactly. <laughs> so. so Deidre apparently they thought the same thing, okay, but they couldn't find any evidence of anyone breaking into their apartment. No one had, you know, there was no evidence. I, I think they even said in the book that they had like left things out to like, if the, someone had walked past, they would have been able to see like. Um, footprints or there would have been some indication someone had come into their apartment there okay. was never any indication so then one night they came home and they found three drops of blood 
on the Annabelle doll. Oh, so that's why we did three drops of pomegranate juice. That's why we did that in okay. the recipe, which if you look at our Instagram, you'll see. So this is when they started, They this is when they decided to reach out to a medium and find out what exactly was going on. All right, so the medium performed a seance and apparently a seven-year-old girl named Annabelle Higgins had died on the property. She was lonely and she decided to move the doll to get their attention. The child's spirit asked if she could then move into the doll, like asked permission to move into the doll and stay with the young women. So it was from this point on, the women referred to the doll as Annabelle. Mm. Okay. So during the interview, Laura's fiance, Cal, spoke up to say he never liked the doll. Okay. Um, it gave him. I mean, yeah, that's a little weird. <laughs> right. But so he said it would give him, it, it gave him reoccurring nightmares. And one night he claimed the doll slowly glided up his body. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> And began strangling him with, I'm assuming, the strength of something beyond a doll, right? <laughs> There's no muscles. To be clear, he was, he said he was, he was asleep, but he saw himself awake and was experiencing the attack. Okay. So he's lucid dreaming. Yeah. I, so Ed, okay. okay, so Ed questioned him and said, well, but so when I talked to the priest, he said you were physically attacked. Rather than it just like in a dreamlike state. Right. Cal went on to say that he and Laura were alone in the apartment when they heard noises one night coming from Deidre's bedroom. He went to see what could be making those sounds. But when he opened the door, he saw the Annabelle doll lying on the ground. He got this sensation that someone was standing behind him. So he spun around to see what it was. And all of a sudden he felt... Something cut him. He, he began bleeding through his shirt. And when Lori inspected, it looked like there were seven claw marks across his chest. And the weird thing is, he said the cuts healed almost immediately. Immediately, So he couldn't even show Ed and Lorraine. Oh, well, that's fucking convenient. Well, <laughs> I know I, that. I, I was cut seven times and then it magically healed itself. So and, I can't show you the evidence of me getting cut. But... I was cut. And so Ed kind of questioned him. <laughs> Ed did question him and said, well, what did it feel like? He said it was a burning sensation. So maybe it really wasn't a full cut. Maybe it's like when you accidentally scratch yourself on the corner of a table or something. I don't know. I, I think these people are full of shit. I don't. I don't <laughs> at all. Mm -mm. But after looking over the apartment and calling the Episcopal priest that they had been in contact with, right. Ed and Lorraine explained that there was no Annabelle Higgins. The women had inadvertently allowed an inhuman or demonic spirit to inhabit their apartment. See, the demon moved the doll around to get their attention. Then, when they called a medium, the demon lied saying it was a child, which I have seen enough ghost shows to know that shit is true. The demons like to pretend to be children. They're not. It's, it's the innocence thing, right? They play on that. In this case, they played on the sympathy of the two young women, and they got their, her, their permission for it to interfere with their lives, right? It moved into the doll, quote-unquote. But really, really, what it wanted to do was possess them, 
Because the evil entity was there still in the apartment, the Warrens decided that the best thing to do was to perform a blessing or an exorcism to remove it. Okay. So the Warrens decided to take the doll home with them. All right. So the, so the priest, the Episcopal priest did perform the blessing. Nothing happened. And then the Warrens were like, we'll take the doll. We'll get it out of your apartment. Okay. So on the way back home, they started to experience car trouble. It wasn't until Ed sprinkled holy water on the doll that the car stopped stalling. It had been stalling and having issues. But when he sprinkled holy water, it stopped and the car was able to get them home safely. So initially, Ed placed the doll in his office, but it soon was back to its old tricks, moving about their home. Um, allegedly, the Warrens began seeing a black cat. I thought this was interesting because this is definitely not mentioned in the movies. They saw a black cat that would materialize and dematerialize mm. near the doll, and it would roam around the house. So there was a glitch in the Matrix. Right. Sure. That's what okay. it was. Um, one evening, when the Episcopal priest called, so they would t- they would be in contact with the Episcopal priest, okay? Right. To, like, follow up on it. Um, and Lorraine, when she was talking to the Episcopal priest, she heard this loud, rolling growl echoing throughout their home so it clearly did not like clergy or the religious folk (laughs) right so why wouldn't they just like throw the doll okay so hold on okay well okay so in the okay so let me address that real quick in the book it does say they didn't feel comfortable just throwing out the doll because then it would be giving the problem to someone else they felt ultimately the best decision was to hold on to it and eventually, I'll get to that, but they, they do end up keeping it encased right? in a way that protect. They just, I think they were concerned, which I don't know how you all feel about Ed and Lorraine Warren, but I think they, they in the book, they say they did not want to just throw it out and have it be someone else's problem because this was a demonic conduit right it was a, the doll had been a conduit for this demonic entity so they didn't want it to be someone else's problem okay so real so going back to what i was saying there was another priest who came to visit and he, i guess he ed had relayed the story to this priest and the priest like an idiot picked up the doll and said you're just a rag doll annabelle you can't hurt anyone or anything oh, oops um bad decision because on his way back to the rectory, his car's brake system failed and he got into a bad accident. Now, luckily, he survived. Mm. He was fine. But uh, allegedly, Lorraine had kind of sensed something was going to happen. She had told him when he was leaving, like, be careful with your, you know, I guess she had sensed there was going to be a car accident. Right. So other strange occurrences happened in the Warren's home. And then finally they decided it needed to be locked up. It needed to be put away. Um, so they, there was this, ca- it's now housed in this wooden case or cabinet with glass windows. There's a cross on top in the pointed arch of the wood case. Okay. Okay. And there's a sign that reads, warning, positively do not open. Okay. So you want that for Christmas? I do not. No. Okay. No, I do not. So, um, I know I spent a lot of time talking about Annabelle. <laughs> well, she's the most, and sorry if we're coughing. I just want to point out, like, side note, it's 
allergy, allergy season, season. In, in Ohio Valley, and yeah. we're fucking dying. So <laughs> Stephanie and I are both um, tree pollen. Tree people. pollen is evil. Yeah, <laughs> it's so, the devil. Yeah, allergies suck. So mm-hmm. if we cough or something, we're gonna try not to do that. Or microphone. clear our throats. Forgive us if our, if our voices sound a little <coughs> off tonight. But real quick, okay. So going back to the haunted dolls. They won't be quite as in-depth as, as Annabelle's was. Right. But I did feel like I needed to kind of set the record straight. But she's the most famous. I right. Mean, I feel like that if you, when you say haunted doll, what do you think of? You think of Annabelle. You think of Annabelle. Yeah. Because I mean, Chucky. Also, she has like... But okay. Chucky's a fictional character. A fictional and Annabelle movie. is allegedly... Yeah. But yeah. The, the thing is, is you have The Conjuring, which has Annabelle in it. And then you have how many Annabelle movies? Like three or four? I don't even know. We, we saw the first one. I think maybe the right. second one. And... The first one I really enjoyed. It just wasn't it was real. Okay. It was spooky. It was okay. It was spooky. Anyway, I love The Conjuring, but anyway. Okay, so next next up on our list is Robert the Doll. You may or may not have heard of Robert the Doll, but he's a pit-faced, and I say that because, like, literally his face looks like foam, and it has, like, missing, there's, like, holes in it. He's got black beady eyes. And he's a stuffed doll in an old sailor outfit. Now, his backstory. In the early 1900s, the doll was given to a young boy named Robert Eugene Otto. The two became inseparable. The boy's parents often heard him in his bedroom talking to the doll. And allegedly, the doll would respond with a different voice. They also said the doll would move or change positions on its own. That seems to be a recurring thing here. Right. The boy, who went by his middle name of Eugene or Jean, would blame Robert the doll for accidents that occurred around the house. So when something was broken, he would say, I didn't do it. Robert did. But Eugene loved the doll and he refused to give it up. So Jean kept the doll even into his adulthood and still had it with him when he passed away in 1974. Later, Robert was donated to the Key West Art and Historical Society and is now on display at the Fort East Martello Museum in Key West, Florida. Visitors who take pictures of Robert without his permission often experience bad luck. The museum is said to receive letters from people who have who've claimed to have had accidents, car accidents, gone through divorces, experienced financial ruin, all kinds of calamities because they disrespected him. So don't fuck with Robert. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> so now on to Mandy. Mandy is a porcelain baby doll with a cracked face and she's dressed in a white gown and bonnet. Now, in 1991, she was donated to the Quaynell Museum in British Columbia. And I pray that I have pronounced that correctly. I did Google it and listen to a pronunciation. And it said <laughs> Quaynell Museum in yeah. British Columbia. So, I know we're on our third episode, but I'd like to point out that Steph really does do her like research every episode. But please do let me know so. if I have mispronounced that. Okay. Um, but so, she was donated to the Quaynell Museum in British Columbia after her pre- previous owner got tired of waking up in the middle of the night hearing a baby crying. She claims that crying came from the doll, which she kept in the basement. Mandy continues to cause trouble at the museum. Initially, she was kept with other dolls, but she allegedly caused damage to the other dolls 
and is now isolated in her own glass case. She's fighting in the dolls at night? Is she? I don't know if it's jealousy or you what. You don't talk about Doll Fight Club. <laughs> anyway. That's the first rule. Museum staff have heard tapping sounds coming from the case. They've heard footsteps, and they've had objects disappear and reappear throughout the museum. Apparently, also, electronic devices are said to malfunction near her case. Now, kind of going like a through line to our last episode, that's mm-hmm. like, I mean, I feel like um, something similar with like paranormal activity is like, you know, just electronic devices. You talk about up. when we talked about Waverly. Yeah, with Waverly and then the dolls. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seems like if you have a situation with something spooky. Something, something paranormal. Something paranormal. Your electric device is going to. Act up. Act up. Yeah. So there has to be some type of through line with energy there's energy yeah the energy yeah mm-hmm. so i think that's interesting to me yeah okay so another porcelain doll that is said to cause mischief is peggy with her short blonde hair blue eyes and cherubic face you would never peg her to be possessed but not duh see what i did there <laughs> sorry okay um, Peggy was given to British paranormal researcher Jane Harris after the previous owner experienced terrible nightmares and hallucinations. So in 2015, Jane uploaded photos and videos of Peggy, and she immediately got the attention of the online paranormal community. People who viewed images and videos of Peggy claimed to have horrific nightmares and physical ailments such as fever, nausea, and severe headaches. One woman claimed to have had a heart attack after seeing Peggy in a video. And oh. Drew Drew is um refilling our yes, drinks right I'm, now. I'm I am remaking drinks. I'm gonna move I'm gonna move this right over to you so you can hear it. Okay. So you can talk if you want. Yeah. While you're making our drinks. Yes. So what do you got here? You got Maker's Mark. Yeah. Two ounces of Maker's Mark. Two ounces of Maker's Mark. And they'll sh- well, I guess you want to do four if you're making two of them. Four That'd ounces. That'd be a good idea just to Yeah. Make it easier for you. Yeah. We love our Maker's Mark. I love our Maker's Mark. <laughs> it's the yeah. one bourbon I really enjoy. Other than uh, Brother's Bond. Brother's Bond. It's not that good. We've already shush, gone over that. Shush. I'm trying to get them to sponsor us. You're totally screwing us up right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So, the last haunted doll I'm going to I'm gonna talk about is Mary. Okay. Mary is known as the United Kingdom's most haunted doll. Mary certainly looks devilish. She's wearing this long red velvet gown and she has this piercing gaze. Apparently, Mary was given by an old elderly woman to a younger woman's children. But the younger woman had a bad feeling about the doll, so she offered it to the ghost hunters of Stoke-on-Trent. Which they go by what? the okay. It's a it's a long name. Ghost yeah. Hunters of Stoke on Trent. They go by the abbreviation abbreviation of Ghost. G H O S T. Okay. Ghost claims the doll has exhibited unexplained paranormal activity. They claim to have caught the doll rocking itself in a rocking chair on camera. Hmm. Okay, so I I did watch the video. Oh, you watched the video. I did watch the oh. video. I wish I was done there. I'll show it to you. I'll show it to you. But it to me, it just looks like the doll shifts positions. Like it just like slumps down in the chair. Like with gravity? Yeah. And then the chair begins to rock mm. because of it. 
Right. But, you know, who... Um, <laughs> what was that? I don't know. Who am I to say? Maybe it's it's a total ghost. I don't know. Um, but so anyway, so All right, hold on, real quick. You're gonna hear me okay. shake this. Do the shake it. Yeah, that sounds Keep that shaking going. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. So now, during my research, I found several other supposedly haunted or cursed dolls, including one that allegedly houses the spirits of baby boys who died unexpectedly after birth. Mm. Oh, and there was a recent one that was a possessed Elmo. What? Yes, they got on camera this Elmo that was like, Elmo kill, blah, 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 whatever his name was. <laughs> oh, my but God. He was threatening to kill the child who owned him. Oh, no. Elmo kill James. Oh, no. Elmo kill. Yeah, this this <laughs> was caught on camera. And apparently there was an investigation about it. Okay, so now I think it's time to shift. We've got our, our second glass here. Real quick, before we um, transition, I... So a haunted Elmo doll? Yeah. You're still hung up on that. I'm still hung up on that because it's like, do you have Tickle Me Elmo? And what is it going to be like, Elmo. Possess Me Elmo? You Possess Me Elmo. <laughs> it's exactly what it was. Okay, so do you have any other questions about the no. dolls? Okay. No, I don't. <laughs> so let's go ahead and transition to our experience, which is really my experience. It's really your experience. Right. But I believe this was a haunted doll. Um, so last summer, my mother-in-law got remarried. She sold her condo and she moved into her new husband's home. Her husband had been married previously, but he lost his wife a few years ago. As they prepared to start a new life together, my mother-in-law, who I will call Amy, and her new husband, who I will call John started going through some of his wife's old things and we're trying to decide what to get rid of right just to make space and apparently John's late wife collected porcelain dolls okay so one day Amy and John showed up at her house with some items they thought that we would like to have there was a garden wind chime and a large platter that had been my mother-in-law's but there was also a 1960s or 70s style suitcase, okay? I opened it up and I discovered a blonde-haired, blue-eyed porcelain doll wearing a dirty wedding gown. And I look at my mother-in-law in confusion and she laughs and says to me, I thought you might like to use it as a Halloween decoration. <laughs> yeah, so I, I smiled politely and accepted the gift, right? big big mistake because we had a few months until Halloween I put the doll inside the suitcase in the storage space in our basement now here's where the story really begins so one night about a month or so later I woke up to the sounds of creaking footsteps down the stairs my first thought was Drew had gotten up and maybe grabbed a glass of water, was checking on something, okay? But my eyes adjusted to the darkness, and I could see that he was lying right next to me. So it wasn't him, okay? The footsteps continued, so I was awake, 
and I could hear the footsteps go down the hallway next to the stairs and around the corner to the kitchen. Then what really, because I lay there for a while in bed, what really got me is I started to hear my dog, Hurley, scratching at the door. And he sleeps with our son in his bedroom. So I thought, okay, so maybe it was our son who went downstairs. And I was like, why would he be up? It was like midnight or after midnight. So what, why would he be up? So I, I got up out of bed and I walked out of our bedroom, looked downstairs. The lights were not on in the hallway, but there was a glow coming from somewhere. So there was some light on in our house. Okay. The lights weren't on in the hallway. I walked into our son's bedroom or I opened our, our son's bedroom door to stop our dog from scratching when I noticed that our son was still asleep in his bed. Needless to say, I was freaked out. Was someone in our house? Because I clearly heard someone walking down the stairs and around the corner. So I went back to our bedroom. I grabbed a hammer that was lying on Drew's dresser. I walked slowly down the stairs around the corner, turning on all the lights as I went. And as I walked into the kitchen, I could see the basement door was cracked open and the lights were on. I slowly descended the stairs, peeked into my husband's dark office. It looked empty. I walked around the corner and that is when I saw the unfinished storage space door was wide open. All the lights were on. I freaked the fuck out. I raced up both flights of stairs, darted into our bedroom, and began shaking my husband, yelling at him to wake up because someone was in our house. I was still clutching the hammer in my hand, so he probably thought I was going to murder him. Yeah, so at this point... I am awoken by sudden shaking. Sorry. And here is my pretty little wife with her um, her eye mask on her forehead, clutching it, my ho- clutching yeah. her hammer, shaking, looking down at me and saying, "There's somebody in the house. Get up." Um, I don't know if anyone has experienced something like that before, but that shit was crazy. Like I thought, a Stephanie has had a mental breakdown and she's going to kill me right now. Like, this is how I'm going out. Like, I'm going to get hammered to, like, not like, like, I'm going to get hammered to death right now. Um, so, so yeah, I got up and I got the, the little slugger and I followed her down the stairs. Yeah. So, so we went down the stairs, we checked the entire basement and we went around from each room. We turned on all the lights as we were doing this, found no evidence of an intruder. Okay, so then once we felt confident, we were okay. We went back upstairs. I had a hell of a time trying to go back to sleep. My adrenaline was like through the roof. I I did finally fall asleep, finally passed out. I was so tired. But in the morning, Drew and I talked, and at first he thought you just dreamed it. You just this is just a dream. It was you imagined it. I swear to you, I did not imagine it. I heard, I woke up to the sounds of footsteps. I continued to hear said footsteps when I was awake. And then the dog, who never 
scratches at the door unless he's trying to get out because he thinks someone's awake was scratching at our son's bedroom door to get out he clearly heard someone go down the stairs so i yeah the, the only thing is that's what freaks me out the, yeah that was he, confirmation for me our dog is pretty smart if he if he feels like somebody is he's a yellow lab house, white swiss shepherd mix and he is smart as hell yeah he'll 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 be going after that person <laughs> so. right so and then and then not to mention andrew that the lights were all on in the unfinished area because i every night every night i asked drew hey did you turn off all the lights did you lock all the doors and if i don't feel confident that he's done this i have to physically get out of bed and i have to go check all the windows or check all the lights check all the doors and make sure everything is locked up okay so if everything was locked up all the lights were off we hadn't even been probably in the unfinished basement explain to me how the lights were on in the middle of the night explain that because i don't i don't have an explanation maybe i forgot to turn them off I mean, I usually do, but maybe I just, like, that one day I forgot to turn them off. Okay. But what about the footsteps? And why Why would Hurley be scratching? I don't know about Hurley. I mean, maybe Hurley heard you, and that's why he started scratching. The only thing I can think of with the footsteps is you were having a dream. You're entirely like, too logical. Like, you were having a lucid dream, or maybe, like... I've, you, okay, but here's... So, okay. maybe that's what it was. Okay, so, so let me... So... Real quick, the next day, in the morning, okay, it was like Monday morning, okay, I had to work, I had to get our kid on the bus, I wake up, do all the things, once I get home on the bus, I go downstairs, and I'm like, just try to, I just go down to the unfinished area, to the unfinished storage area, and I'm just like processing what happened. I, I, I turn on the lights, I open the door, I'm looking, like, I open the door, turn on the lights. I look around, and that's when I spot the vintage doll suitcase. And that's when it hit me. What if it was the doll, or rather, a spirit attached to the doll that was making those noises? That, that's the only explanation. So I did what any rational human being would do. I saged the shit out of my house, said a bunch of prayers, and I threw the doll and its suitcase in the fucking garbage. That bitch can go haunt the dumpster. The dump, the trash dump, that bitch is gone. She's not in my house anymore. And you know what? I've not heard any footsteps since. And I didn't hear any. I didn't hear any footsteps before the doll was here, and I didn't hear any footsteps after the doll was put in the trash can. So you know what? A plus B equals C. <laughs> That's all I have to say. I mean, yes, we have never heard any footsteps. We've never heard anything then, in our home and then, ever. And then the doll comes into our house, and we heard, and you heard footsteps. Yes. So that A plus B equals C makes sense. <laughs> But I didn't hear anything, so I can't. I, I can't say like. No, but you're because you're a light sleeper. Or no, I'm, I'm a light. light sleeper. I'm a light sleeper. 
you're you are a heavy sleeper. You could sleep through a fucking tornado unless I wake your ass up yeah, and say there's a tornado. Could, we need I to go to the basement. For sure. Yeah. So that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. So that's what I, that's all I, I know. <laughs> Anything I else know. you'd like to add? Well, I don't know. I mean, it's so hard to say. Like, yeah, that's exactly what happened. Like, that's exactly what happened. Like, there was a doll in our house that was like something was going on with the doll. However, I trust you and your ability to understand. Like, you know, something was going on. Um, I don't like that you were standing above me with a hammer. Sorry. So. I had to get your attention. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot better ways to get my attention. No. I don't um, think so. I think that was the best thing in the moment. <laughs> but in in that, so I, I don't know. I mean, possessed dolls are one of those things where. And I guess they're it, not truly possessed, right? So, like, one thing but, I did hold, learn. Hold on, let me finish my, my thought okay. process here. Oh, though. I'm so sorry. It's one of those things where, like, anybody can move an object like a doll and, like, say, because we do that. We, I mean, we have a we have a little creepy doll that we move and, like, hide in our Yeah, but we know. We know we're stuff. fucking with but, each other. Yeah, but, but the thing is, though, it's like, so what if... Was it Cal, like, from Annabelle? Like, what if he was moving the fucking doll and, like, you know, doing all Why? that stuff to just mess with him? The thing is, though, it's like, I, I don't... But you, do, a, you don't think after all these years he would be like, haha, I was just fucking No, because at this point, at this point, the lore is so fucking deep oh. at this point that there's no way... Explain then the all other occurrences that happened at the Warren's house. Mm. Because Cal wasn't at the Warren's house. I think at that point, again, the lore is so deep that then... No, I'm sorry. I, I don't know. I, um... And then the robber, the doll thing, the the whole thing, like, with the fact mm -hmm. that people are contacting them and saying, oh, yeah, I got a divorce, or I got, like, financial... Okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on, wait, hold on. But the thing is, that there's a thing called groupthink, where's, okay. the th where's you know, the oh, fact here is... here we go. Where the fact is, is Jeez. that... <laughs> You can sometimes get to a point where, like, oh, I, this is what everyone thinks happens, and then something, you come back to your home state or whatever, and something bad happens. Oh, it's Robert the doll. So, like, that's the thing is, like, it, it's it's it, it can happen like that. No, I don't think that's necessarily the case here, because I do think that I do think that things can be. I don't think dolls can be necessarily possessed. I think they can be used as conduits, as Lorraine says, um, as a way to manipulate people. Hmm. I mean, think about we the no, I almost said Ouija board. That's not correct. Think about um, oh, what is it called? Voodoo dolls. Oh, voodoo dolls. Okay. Yeah, and how they like people would use them to like try and manipulate people into. Injury or isn't it? Can that also be the power of suggestion? Like not saying, necessarily. Not if like, someone stab, doesn't know. I stabbed this doll, and this guy like. But if someone this doesn't guy know, trips and falls and. But like, if hurts someone his back. doesn't know, if someone if someone is unaware that they have that there's a voodoo doll created in their image or whatever, and then they all of a sudden experience a heart attack, but then the doll had been pierced through the heart with a right. needle. How do you explain that? Like, there's just some things that can't be. 
there's some things that can't be rationalized. There's some things that right. can't be. No, I agree with you on that. I agree that there's some things that can't be rationalized. I just, with like these situations. I'm not saying every one of these dolls, like as I indicated, I, I watched the video of Mandy. Right. I, it, there's some, there's so certain dolls I think that are probably people have amped up. Right. Do I think some dolls are certainly like haunted or cursed or whatever? Yeah, I do. Right. I do because we have put so much energy into that theory, that that mythology. I do sometimes think maybe that manifests. My... And it and it maybe um I I guess what I'm trying to say is maybe when we put so much stock in it, it becomes reality mm. and then it's used against us. Mm. Right? So like Annabelle is is therefore used against us. So when people go to visit the Warrens museum at their home where they have this this doll cased in a wooden case with glass and someone comes and takes a photo of it and take or you know and then all of a sudden they claim that something bad has happened to them so, maybe they manifested that because the negative energy that was involved in that doll because of the demonic entity when was the last know. time what like so when you were doing your research when was the last documented case of like? Do you remember the last documented case of a? Of well, a I to, I told you the most recent was probably the Elmo. There may have been others, mm. but I I'm just right. I googled and I was looking at the okay because I was trying to find like the top five. Um, and there's plenty more. I mean, there's even eBay. There's dolls on eBay that are possessed, well, yeah, but that are can, allegedly possessed. You or can also dolls. like just like go on eBay. And well, be like, yeah. I want I want to look are for we, a Divic. Do box. you know how much money we could have <laughs> made on that? fucking doll you that threw I threw in, in the garbage. garbage. <laughs> you, told, you told me to throw it away in the garbage. I didn't want it in the house You were anymore. like, get it the fuck out of our house. It, I don't blame you. I'm not so, blaming you, but we could have made some money on the possessed doll. I'm just saying. If we had said it was a possessed doll. So what I, what, but what I'm also thinking too is the fact is you don't see this kind of recently. Like you don't see like someone say, oh, I have a, a, a possessed Leonardo <laughs> like Ninja Turtle. Like, I mean, you don't, you or like, you know, you don't say Oh, I've got a, a possessed Pikachu. Like, I mean, you don't see new stuff like that. So I'm wondering if, again, if we're looking at it in a in a folklore lore type of way, that that type of thing is dying out. I don't know. I don't. Well, I don't have I, an answer. I, I to don't. Your I don't think we're going to have an answer. No. But I just. I, I just I'm throwing that out there. There's no possessed, you know, Michelangelo's. Right. That's for you, Elliot. Okay, so okay, so this is probably a good segue. Right. Listeners, if you've had an experience with a haunted or cursed doll, we want to hear about it. We do. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So email us at contact spirited spirits at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, which is at Spirited Spirits, and on Instagram, which is at Spirited underscore Spirits underscore podcast. Oh, and please, 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 please recommend us to your family and friends who you think might enjoy listening to our podcast. We would love that. Yeah. And also, like, rate and review us as well. I mean, we appreciate that thing. 
thank you so much for listening and mm-hmm. we hope you continue to join us every week as we continue to sip on some spirits and talk about spirits and talk about spirits <laughs> thanks so much guys have a good night bye